Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Tom McKenzie from Vermont. We recorded this at Vermont's own Old Time on the Onion. Thanks again to R.D. Eno for inviting me to come teach the workshop. It was a really long drive from Philly, and I honestly wouldn't have come if I hadn't already agreed. But I'm so glad that I did come, because it's an awesome festival, and I interviewed some great people, Tom included. This episode of Get Up in the Cool is brought to you by Elderly Instruments in Lansing, Michigan, my go-to for traditional instruments and accessories. Next time you want to upgrade your instrument or you run out of strings or lose your favorite pick or your tuner breaks, go stock up at elderly.com. Make sure to stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to find out more about Tom's music. I'll also let you know how to get exclusive bonus content for supporting Get Up in the Cool. But first, here's my interview and jam with Tom McKenzie. Enjoy. Tom McKenzie, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Glad to be here in this beautiful, we're streamside here in Vermont uh, at the um, Old Time on the Onion yeah. Festival. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, this is the second one, right? Second annual. And yes. you were here for the first one? I was, yeah. Because yeah. you're nearby. I live really close, you know, stone's throw, as they say. So I can go home every night. I don't have to get Yeah, very anymore, good. <laughs> which is really nice. Yes. So it's a lot of fun. 
Yeah, um, the Vermont old time. This is my first time in Vermont. Is it really? Yeah, I've met a few Vermont old time oh, musicians. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had a few on the show. Ida Mae yep. Specker. I had Will Mosheim. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably some more if you're listening past Vermont guests. Sorry if I forgot <laughs> that you're from Vermont. <laughs> just but, remind uh, me, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, scene out here. It's. I um, feel like because it's so far away. I don't. It's it like is, a little bit separate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's always been a real um, hardcore group of old time people ever since Arm and Hammer String Band, which is Pete Sutherland and Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. Very good. String Band. This is back in the early '70s, I guess. They they were playing old time up here, and uh, ever since then, it's sort of it's never really died out. You know, bluegrass took over for a while. There were a lot uh-huh. of really good bluegrass bands. But there's always been a, a really thriving music scene, you know, underground. And now, old time has really um, come back into the fore, I think. You know, people like Katie Trouts, who started the Summit School. Um, Dana Robinson, who's now the director. But um, they, they've really started, you know, bringing some of the younger people up into this tradition. That seems to make a big great. difference. Is huge having difference, a huge uh, difference. Yep. Yeah, having an actual school for learning this yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. And the communities that seem to have that, that seems to make a huge difference. Yep, and there's a there's a couple like week long summer camps that kids oh, can go very to. Very good for fiddle and banjo and. And um, is it just old time? In no, the it's school, a, or they do all sorts. It's of a stuff? variety. Yeah, there's okay. like um, a lot of uh, Cape Breton fiddling and ah, very Welsh good. fiddling, and I think later today there's going to be a Welsh fiddling workshop. Actually, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, I brought my Scandinavian fiddle. is, yeah. is big. Um, <laughs> Bluegrass, there's still a lot of bluegrass up here, but there's a lot of old time. I mean, there's there are there's a jam every single week in Cabot, Vermont, which is a really tiny town, at a hardware store, which is also a bar, which if you get a chance to go to the den, it's called hardware store and hardware bar. store that behind the bar behind the <laughs> the counter, they serve really good beer. All right, and every Sunday there's a jam, old time jam, so. That's yeah, it's, it's very wonderful. charming. It's wonderful. I love yeah. that. <laughs> and there's another jam once a month or uh, two times a month up in Burlington at the place called the Radio Bean, and that happens on Sundays also. So, yeah, it, there's a lot of a lot of folks as you'll see later today. Yeah, I'm excited so, to meet them. Yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so you're a composer of tunes. I do write some tunes. Yep. Yeah, yep. and uh, we're gonna play an original of yours. Oh, okay. When did? Yeah. Uh, how long have you been writing tunes? Oh, and why do you write tunes? Not everyone does that. Um, because I can. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> uh, that's a good reason, Tom. It's just you know I just sit and I noodle all the time. I, I spent way more time in college sitting on a bed playing a banjo than reading organic chemistry. You. So, I was gonna say you weren't going to for Klaheimer uh, banjo performance. No, no, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it's I don't know. It's just sort of. I can't not. I think that's the easiest answer. I just can't not do things that come out of me. I, I have no control out of most of it. So <laughs> the, the way you're putting it makes it seem like it's almost shameful. Like, no, no, no. Okay. I, don't, I don't mean that. I, mean, I can't control uh, what comes out of me. <laughs> well, I, no, I should say I have no... I'm going to have to play music. Yeah. So I, I, to me, it's, it's not a choice as much as just it has to have yeah. some kind of outlet. So you did. So, you studied organic chemistry. Was that what? Well, no. I mean, I was a science major. I was a pre-veterinarian until I realized how long I'd have to stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a state park across the street, which I enjoyed much more. So I, yeah, 
Yeah, I never went anywhere with it. Gotcha. So I, there seems to be a little bit of a like, this is a, a not this is not an uncommon story. The mm-hmm. science to old time, not yeah, necessarily yeah. professionally, but like the science to old time. Um, people get into science, they study science, and mm-hmm. then they either use old time as a way to uh, escape a release right. as a release, yeah. or. Um, or they quit science and just do old time mm. music or traditional music. Yeah. Like it's happened a lot on the show. I, I meet a lot yeah. of people who. A lot of engineers, happens. it seems. A lot of engineers, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've always, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been a real nature person. And yeah. I think that my banjo playing sort of flows into that too. I mean, it's, I, I wow. like to think my, I don't know, my, my style I think is much more organic than. Um, the melodies that I write are very melodic. I mean, that's a redundant, but sure. Um, no, I know what you mean. You yeah. do, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. of course, yeah. It's, it's very, um, very different. I think that's why I, I sort of gravitated towards the drop thumbing and you know the more intricate melodic as opposed styles, to playing breaks. as opposed to the rhythm. Yeah, style of playing. playing rhythm. Yeah, and um, and I've always been, I always love playing harmonies to someone else. Yeah, I mean that's fun. I mean anybody can play the tunes. Yeah. But to, when you play, and you're playing with someone else, and you hear something, you know, you're playing that, and they're playing this. Yeah, that's special. I mean, that's that's what makes it cool. Yeah. So after twin decades, banjoing. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, some people are <laughs> or, just cringing or, right now. Right. <laughs> but yeah, to me, that's I mean, that's a wonderful thing, and it doesn't have to be. I think just I've noise. scared most of those people off of, the, of our listeners. <laughs> right, no, yeah. Because no I do listening. it like every other episode. I right. throw in some harmonies. So like, yes. yeah. <laughs> and to me, that I mean, that's the fun of it. Yeah, it's I mean, super, it's to so just fun. play the tunes is, I mean, that's really, it's wonderful when you're learning, but you know, eventually you want to do more. Yeah. And it's just Spontaneous like, arrangements yeah, and yeah. yeah, it's so fun. So dog, dog-eared is the name of this tune. Dog-eared is, yeah, a tune I wrote, I don't remember how long ago, a long time ago, but um, I was on a, um, a dog and cat and other animal binge, I guess, so <laughs> this is one of many. And yeah. Uh, it, it has a real bluegrass influence for me. I, I started playing bluegrass, but yeah, not... I want to ask you about that after we yeah. play these. Yeah, your bluegrass. So this is um, it's got some different chords and yeah. normally fine probably. Yeah, or in different orders maybe. So sure. So we'll do a little bit of it uh, a couple, a few times through. And I just have to remember my own tunes. So. Yeah, I have to remember your own tune. <laughs> yeah, F's and D's. Right, F's and D's. Yeah. So the B part starts on the on, on the, the D. D. Yeah. Right.
<laughs> so how yeah how'd you get started playing bluegrass well the first band that i really played in we were called diamonds in the rough and we were rough yeah we, we we made our own speakers the first gig we got was so a, you weren't the diamonds in the rough well, we were we you were, were the rough, rough and we there were, were the diamonds rough. in you the, somewhere somewhere trying to find yeah. it. okay great very great. very deeply okay great and our our first <laughs> I, I have vivid memories of this we played in um, keysville new york uh and at a little bar called gary's bar and we split sets with the topless dancers so that oh my was, god that was the beginning of my musical career we'd do a set to these old guys you know <laughs> and then the topless dancers would come on and do yeah. a set and then we'd come back in it was oh, it was a riot but i the other three people in the band were just beginning and i was the only did you guys one. ever collaborate the topless dancers yeah well actually funny uh one of the women who came through i guess they have their own circuit but one of the people in the band actually knew one of the people yeah. who came. Which this was a, there's this Venn diagram, and there's just a little... Yes, yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was a very strange thing, and, it, oh and uh, it was just so bizarre. But I was playing Clawhammer style, or frailing at the time. Yeah. I, did, I wasn't doing much melody or melodic playing, but I was playing bluegrass songs very and good. tunes on the banjo. And, you know, I'm old enough to have, have had to learn from LPs. Yeah. And there was no, no such thing as amazing slowdowner, those kind of programs. You've got you to learn things. from LPs. That's great. Yes, but what I had to do was, you know, if there was bluegrass is even faster than old time. And to yeah. try to learn what they're doing, I used to have to take my hand over, go to the LP, put my hand on it enough that I could slow it down. But you had to do it so that you didn't change the pitch, set, which meant exactly that half. you had to tune it half. Yeah. Exactly. Which was, man, that was a trick. So and then you know run back to wherever you were sitting and try to do that little phrase. Oh God, it was, it was awful. But I think I think because of that, you know, because yeah. of having to learn such intricate melody lines, I think that really helped me later on. Yeah. Because I really paid attention to trying to play every single note. Yeah. Which was impossible. Yes. But uh, you know, it, and being with a scientific mind, I was I was stubborn enough that I was going to do it. So. I think that helped too. <laughs> so, so because of that, I, I think I learned, you know, a, kind of a, sort of by default, I had to play the melody because there were plenty of other people playing the rhythm at the time. You know, we had a bass player and guitar and everything. And you um, did, did you not have a fiddler in this group? Well, we had a person who had a fiddle, yes. I will go no farther than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I have a fiddle too. Yeah, I do too. I've, I've had one for forty years, and, <laughs> and I still have it. <laughs> so, but it was—I mean, oh, it was—it was a lot of fun, and um, yeah. you know, I have very fond memories of that time. But it was—it was very. I didn't know the difference between when I first got a banjo. I had no idea bluegrass, old time, you know, yeah. tenor banjo, Irish. I had no idea, and I had never seen anyone, you know, nowadays. I, you know. It's it's common. I mean, you can go YouTube and find absolutely sure. anything. But I mean, I had no. I was a kid from New Jersey, so yeah. I, I had no idea growing up. So when so. you when you were playing melodic clawhammer banjo, you weren't doing it. You weren't trying to play the, as I've heard people call it lately, the Northern College 
style. I don't think so. You weren't trying to play melodic clawhammer banjo. Yeah. You were trying to play melodies on clawhammer oh, banjo, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not in this like in in the uh, the style. No, that was because popular. I, I hadn't heard anyone know. else. Right. Interesting. I so think you it was just sort of that. independently like trying to map all that stuff out. I think so. Just by yourself, yeah, yeah. which is hard to do. On and the then clawhammer, later on, I think John Burke's book is what really very good. Very the combination good, yeah. of the two. Because you know, yeah. John Burke was very melodic. Helped you too. fill in the holes of yeah, yeah, and it was it was very intricate, and um, his his playing was very melodic too. Yeah. So I think between the two of those, Don Zepp, who was my first yes. banjo teacher, when I first went into him, he was my first teacher, and you know I said I want to learn banjo, and I had no idea. I thought I wanted to be you know Earl Scruggs. Yeah. So he started teaching me bluegrass, and after, after about two weeks, he gave up on me. <laughs> he said, well, there's this other style you might want to try. He was being very diplomatic, and, and it just clicked. You know, I knew I just could not get the hang of three-finger picking. It just was, when you're first learning, it's so slow before you get to that point where it sounds like something. Whereas claw hammer, you know, you, know, you can play... I mean, you can get a melody really quick. And I always, you can play along with the songs right away. I always used to start with my with my students that. Uh, good night, ladies. Yeah. Good night, late. Okay, now yep. this is you have to use your left hand on this one, you know. But you start with the, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. good night, ladies, and yeah. yeah. But you could make it sound like something that people would recognize. Yeah, really, really, it's really easy to Im- yeah. well, e- quote unquote, easy to embed the melody exactly in the yep. texture. And, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, and it's been a long journey. I mean, as I said, I earlier I, I used to sit on my bed in college and instead of studying like I should have been, I yes. would play the banjo. <laughs> and I, a lot of it I was doing out of books because I didn't have anyone live to listen to where were you in college i was at a little little college called quinnipiac which is in connecticut Hamden, so there wasn't like an old time scene for you to no hang with no and that's I why you're using the books the reason i started playing banjo is because when i was in high school everybody wanted to play electric guitar so i looked for the farthest thing away from that that i could find why wait so because i'm such a non-conformist okay <laughs> i mean everybody was playing guitar i said well if everybody's playing guitar, there's no way I'm going to be special. <laughs> so sure. I picked the banjo. Carve out your so, own space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, interesting. And it was, you know, so different. I always liked different things. So just sort of on principle. Yeah. If it's different. And stubbornness. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Henri. Yeah. I just, yeah. My daughter will tell you I'm never wrong. <laughs> so, which is not true. <laughs> so. There's a lot to unpack in that statement. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> uh, shall we get to C? Yeah, Play let's some do C that. Tunes? Let's do that.
that's such a sweet tune. Yeah. I love that tune. Yeah. That's my favorite. One of my favorites. Good old. My favorite one that I just played. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mac Blaylock. How old were you when you started studying with uh, Don Zett? Oh, I must have been 17. I was a senior in high school. So Everyone was playing electric guitar. Yep. Wait, was that your first instrument? I played piano. Oh, very good. I took piano lessons for like eight years as a kid. Yeah, me too. Classical music. Yeah. Did you play anything else in between? Uh, Experiment? No. Piano? Nowadays, I play ukulele and hammer dulcimer and keyboard and guitar now, but... Did you like piano? You studied for eight years. Did you um, folks make you, or did you like it? Or somewhere in between? Oh, oh yeah, all of the above. All of the, yeah. I mean, I still love classical music, but but I had the wrong teachers, because I, I still, to this day, have to have the music in front of me. I, I have a really hard time playing by ear, just because I, I never got used to, you know, I don't know what it was. Yeah, just something about I, the teachers made me play what was on the page there, which was, yeah. I didn't want to do it. But I, I, I love the music, and I still love the sound of piano. But, yeah. Do you remember anything that you played? Can you still sit down and play anything? Oh, yeah. I can read the music and, and play. You know. Cool. Yeah. You kept it up. Yep. Very good. Yep. Well, I don't know about kept, kept it up. You've kept up something. <laughs> I can yeah. still play a G7 for you if you want. Yeah. Yeah. All the tunes. That sounds like a fiddle tune. Yeah. Furry lease. All those. All those. Sure. Tunes that everybody played. Yes. Yeah. The spinning wheel. The spinning wheel. The spinning wheel. You don't remember that? That was in a grade two, I think. I thought you were talking about rocking bass in it. The there's a tune called Blood, Sweat, Blood, Sweat, oh, yeah. and Tears. I thought you were talking about that. Spinning what wheels goes got up. to turn around. Yep. I thought you were talking about that one. I was like, you did that? No, I could be yeah. on that probably. Yeah. yeah. But, That's a good team. But yeah, so I, I, but nobody in my family played music. Uh, it's sort of, I, I've been told that I have a, or had, a great-grandfather played in um, Sousa's band, played coronet. Wow. And I actually have a picture of him in his uniform holding a coronet. But that's, you know, my grandmother played a little bit of piano, but that nobody else in the family plays or played. So I'm not sure where it came from. Did they, so, were they supportive then? Because they they, they were very supportive, yeah. but there was, there was no music in the house as I was growing up. Interesting. I mean, my, my mother was singing things like, um, after the ball was over while working in the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there were, there were no instruments and there were certainly no, you know, kitchen junkets or anything going on. Right. At the time, so, you know. So you, um, did you finish, like, did you get your degree in chemistry then? No, or no, I pre-vet? Vet. Yeah, vet. I, technically no. I have I have one semester of uh, general physics. Right. So I never, never finished it. So what did you, what did you end up so, uh, doing? Well, the first job after college was picking apples. <laughs> And then I finished, Someone's do it. I refinished furniture for a while. I, I was an electrician for about eight years. Um, nowadays, for the last five years, I guess, or four years now, uh, in the summertime, I work for the state of Vermont, uh, collecting and identifying mosquitoes and ticks. How do you collect so, those? Uh, there's a number of different traps that they have. Yeah. You go out twice a week and collect them. And 
So I sit at a microscope for hours on end. And I, you know, I still play music and, yeah. you know, still do that as much as I so can. So you still found a way to like do science and nature and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I, I always, you know, I've got dogs. I go back in the woods, you know, at least twice a day, twice a week oh, with lovely. them. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to live right near a bog. So, and it's, you know, there's probably 200 acres of woods. The Nature Conservancy owns a big yeah. chunk of it. So I, I'm really lucky to live where I do. So I can go out my back door to go cross-country skiing or snowshoeing. Or, were you? you know, just, were you born in Vermont? I was born in Pasadena, California, only because my parents were there at the time. I uh, was raised in southern New Jersey. Right, um, right, right, right. You said, yep. yeah. Um, raised in New Jersey. And as soon as I had a right. choice, I was out of there. Yeah. But my parents worked at a summer camp up in the Adirondacks ever since I was about 10. So that's, that's where I moved to after I had a choice. I lived in upstate new york so you got you kind of got the uh you got a taste of northern yes yeah, yeah like yep and you liked it oh yeah yeah, yeah. so and and yeah. fewer people so yeah, yeah <laughs> I, although it did teach me how to learn how to drive so you know growing up in new jersey you either drive or you crash yeah. so one or the other so i, I survived <laughs> so it taught me something Shall we play this but, Billy in the Low Ground? Yeah, let's do that, yeah. Thank you. 
fun. Nice work. I like. <laughs> I love that up the next step. <laughs> Thanks. That's likewise. Great. Likewise. That's great stuff. <sighs> that was fun. So uh, we got one more tune to do. Okay. Before we do that, where do people? Um, what are the different ways people can experience your music outside of this interview? And, yes. Yeah. Go to tmackenzie.com and that'll that'll lead you in all kinds of directions. Um, <laughs> it'll lead you to you know book sales and CD sales and lessons, all, all kinds of stuff. What kind like of that. books and CDs are we talking? Uh, I put out a couple of different books. The first book that I did was uh, in with Katie Trout, and we, we did a book called Side by Side, where we took the same tune. And she wrote out the fiddle notation. I wrote out the banjo oh, good. tab so that you can both play together. That's lovely because, so, like, it's so much more motivating to learn with someone else. Exactly. exactly. Um, and then if yep. you're both working from the same book, you're yep. learning the same material. You're learning the same versions. Right. And then another one I did is called uh, awesome. Scratching the Surface, which is all tunes from West Virginia and Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, very melodic things. And, and I, what I did is I went and painstakingly... Uh, learned what the fiddlers were playing yes and transferred it to the banjo so there it's, uh, it's, it's some of it's pretty advanced but it's it's wonderful what practice. are some tunes from that that you uh, roses in the morning which Great. we played earlier um, oh good lord there's so many different ones oh um, good lord great tune yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right um, oh there's so many you know things like greasy coat a lot of yeah. a lot of common ones but maybe different versions than you've heard before yeah and then the latest one I did was is called uh, Sing Me a Tune, which I took a lot of, uh, some of the standard songs a lot of people play, but I included what you can play on the banjo. Very good. As a, you know, a, a break or whatever you want, and with a lot of the songs. And all of these come either with a CD or a link where you can download MP3, so Very there's cool. a slow version and a fast version. Perfect. So, yep. And, and uh, you do Skype lessons? I do, yep. Very good. Yep. And I'll, I'll go anywhere. I've, I've been, I used to play in bands that traveled all over the country. I don't do as much anymore, but if you give me a call and invite me, I'll come. So tmackenzie.com. T-M-A-C-K-E-N-Z-I-E.com. Yes. <laughs> got, all right lowercase, yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it all in the show notes and yeah, stuff. Okay, Cl- great. Click and tap around until yep. you've yeah. booked Tom McKenzie and, yep. um, or uh, scheduled a Skype. Yep. Skype sounds awesome. great. Cool. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Well, thanks for inviting me. My, my yeah, pleasure. That was, that was fun. No, it's my pleasure. No, <laughs> <Kim>. you're special. <laughs> no, you hang up. Uh, what do I, oh, we were going to do uh, Elzik's Farewell. Yeah, let me get into, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, very... He had this doo-doo-doo-doo, which is impossible oh, to play on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like how we're, we're going to do it. This is like the kind of more of the festival, like party yeah. version of yeah. this tune, yeah. Dummy down one. <laughs> I like calling it the festival party <laughs> festival, version. Yeah, the jam version. <laughs> yeah, the drunk friendly That's version. What I did. Yeah, one of my books I actually put in Cumberland Gap and I put, you know, this is where you can play it and yeah. sing it and you know it, it works with everybody's version. Yeah. It's important to know this. So, oh yeah. 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 Thanks, Tom. This is lovely. Well thank you. Yeah. This is great. We'll have to do some more after your work. Yes, some off mic tunes. Definitely. I'll get, I'll get Jimmy to play guitar for us. Yeah. And Bob Ness. So yeah. <laughs> right. Ready? Thank you. 
Check out Tom's website at tmckenzie.com. He's got links to tab books and CDs, and it's the best way to contact him for booking and lessons. If you and a friend are wanting to learn old-time music together, I would especially recommend checking out Side by Side, his banjo and fiddle tab book with Katie Trouts. If you want to support Get Up In The Cool, thank you. Visit getupinthecool.com and click the button that says Patreon. Then choose a support level that works for you and get its corresponding reward. Rewards span from on-air shoutouts to access to the bonus track blog, where I post the extra tune that my guests and I play for each episode, including this one. At higher levels of support, you could join me for a monthly online banjo workshop or download the whole Get Up In The Cool tune archive, featuring every tune and song ever played on the show, including the bonus tracks tagged and separated from the dialogue for your listening convenience. Big shout out to Anton Mirren and Johnny Fitzpatrick, Get Up In The Cool's 99th and 100th Patreon supporters. I'm so grateful to you guys for throwing in. This may be a free show, but I couldn't make it without people like you and the rest of my very generous Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. And not just for me, but for everyone who benefits from the show. I may have started Get Up In The Cool as a pretense to meet cool people and play more music, but it pretty quickly went from being a fun hobby to a responsibility that's also fun. Case in point, former guest of the show Thornton Spencer's posthumous album just came out. It's called Thornton Spencer, Things Left Behind, and it features some Get Up In The Cool recordings of his fiddling and his stories. You can find it in the catalog at nevermetastranger.org. Thornton was a well-recorded musician, but some of the people on the show are not. That's what I love about this community. Some of our very best musicians aren't cutting records and going on tour. All the more reason we should be documenting their playing and their stories and their ideas. So, not to be grim, but there will be more posthumous albums from this show. And in the meantime, I do use Patreon funds to give my guests a stipend for coming on the show, and I plan to raise that amount very soon. All that is to say, we're having a lot of fun here, but this stuff is really important. If I were retired, I would happily do this as a labor of love, but... I'm not. I'm 29. I have a family. And I can't work a salary job and produce this show every week. I just can't. So the only reason it's still going strong is the 100 people who throw some money at me through the internet every week. And frankly, the only way it will continue is if a lot more people sign up. So please, go to getupinthecool.com and click the Patreon button and keep the show going, for all time's sake. I also offer all those Patreon rewards in bulk at a discount. Go to getupinthecool.com and click the link that says store. While you're there, you can also purchase a telegram, and I'll read a message on air for another listener of the show or promote your business, festival, or crowdfunding campaign. I'm going to use the first chunk of change from bulk rewards and telegram sales to buy some Ear Trumpet Labs microphones for the show. If one more person buys some bulk bonus tracks, I can order them. Which reminds me, big thanks again to Elderly Instruments for sponsoring this episode. You can visit their online store at elderly.com. If you're unable to support Get Up In The Cool financially, please consider spreading the show around to people who might. A great way to do that is to like and follow Get Up In The Cool's Facebook page and share all the videos when they're posted. I usually post at least one video per interview. If you want to book me for your square dance, festival, or music camp, or take Skype banjo lessons with me, go to getupinthecool.com and click contact. Also on that website are links to my albums, including Get Up In The Cool, Volumes 1 and 2, and my other podcast, Think Outside The Box Set. And that's available wherever you like to get podcasts. 
If you're having trouble finding anything I mentioned in this outro, it's all linked in the show notes on your device, my website, and the Facebook page and group, which you should like, follow, and join. I'll be posting information there on my various Australia appearances, which will be happening very soon. Hope to see some of you at the Nimmin Roots Festival. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool.